Last, last Friday, I got an email from a teacher I knew three years ago. Uh, this email is about good news, about joy. She emailed many people with good news, other teachers. Hi, everyone. Just an update for any who have not heard. As many know, my oldest son, John, has been in the Army for the past eight years. As of December 11, 2021, he is officially done and transitioned back into civil life. Thank you to everyone who has asked about him, wished him well, and prayed on his behalf all these years. My son and his wife and daughter have settled in the Chicago area. They and two cats are now literally back home living with us as they finalize plans for their next phase. Maybe redirect or direct your prayers towards me now dealing with a full house again. Oh, we are going to keep praying for them, for that family, right? Her friends rejoice with that great news. They say or they reply, uh, that's great news. That is, that's awesome. Uh, great news. Happy for you, for you all. And please thank him for his service. This is about good news and also joy. Huh? In, in Advent season, we're preparing our hearts for the coming of Christ at Christmas through a special prayer and penance, sacrifices, reconciliation with the Lord, confessing, feeling, or searching for God's forgiveness and mercy in preparation for his coming and Christmas. Purple candles in Advent wreath and the vestments also remind us of prayer and penance. Hmm? We're shifting a little bit our fo focus during Advent in preparation for Christmas to a sense of joy in that anticipation for the coming of Christ. Gaudete Sunday. Gaudete Sunday. is the third Sunday of Advent. So we shift from purple to pink, okay? Uh, or rose, that's, the, that's why today we lit that candle. The third candle in the wreath is pink and reminds us of the joy, the joy of Christian coming, the joy that the Lord is near. As we approach Christmas, let us reflect on the meaning of Christian joy. Christian joy. Gaudete is a word that means in Latin rejoice. And it comes from the entrance antiphon of the Mass. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Indeed, the Lord is near. And the, the second reading, when St. Paul wrote these words to the Philippians, he was in prison, but filled with joy. St. Paul invites us to rejoice even in adversity and suffering because the Lord is near. 
This is the secret of Christian joy. Even though Paul faced adversity, he was strong. God was with him. If I face, if I face difficult situations and suffering in my life, how can I have that kind of joy? This world presents the realities of evil, injustice, and death. Acknowledge the difficulty of the Christmas season for many. Those who lost mom or dad, those who have cancer, those who don't have a good relationship with their spouse, those who struggle with vices. Hmm? The Christian joy St. Paul experienced in prison is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. This kind of joy comes when you acknowledge the Lord is near. When you acknowledge God's presence every moment, every day, you experience His love, mercy, kindness, goodness, and His gift of peace. That's why that's the invitation every single day to pray. And our relationship with, with Jesus Christ should be like this, in that direction. Because when we pray, we receive what we said, goodness, kindness, love, mercy, forgiveness. And when we receive this, it should be like this. I can share with others what I got or received from Jesus, like spouse, kids, children, neighbors, co-workers, teachers, uh, parishioners. And this is the, the good thing, like, to have a good relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm going to say more. We might say that this joy that fills our souls with love and peace comes from the satisfaction of friendship with, with the Lord Jesus. Christian joy does not come from the satisfaction of our physical or material needs. As Christians, we live in hope because our Savior, Savior's birthday, because He came to redeem the world. It is that hope that fills us with joy. The gospel today also gives the guidelines to experience joy in our lives. Whoever has two cloaks should share with the person who has none. I remember nine years ago, I have just one pair of shoes. Just one. Now ask me how many I have. The other day I was counting one, two, three, four, five. Oh my God, six, seven. I said, okay, I, I thank God at that moment. Now the great opportunity for me is to, to donate some of them, uh, people in need. Friends, we experience joy in our hearts when we practice charity, when we are generous to others. The book of Acts chapter 20 verse 35 says, we experience more joy in giving than in receiving. 
In the Gospel, John the Baptist teaches the crowds, the scribes, and the soldiers to love the neighbors, doing good to them. The joy that comes from loving God, our neighbor, is a joy that we cannot get from this world and its pleasures. True joy comes when we carry the cross, when we give ourselves and sacrifice for the good of others. God does not take away our pain, but the pain does not have the last word. As we prepare to celebrate Jesus' birthday, I invite you to enter more deeply into the true spirit of this holy season. Joy is a fruit of prayer, good deeds, charitable actions, and the fruit of the sacrament of reconciliation. All these things bring us a more profound friendship with God. The key is this friendship. In befriending God, we are befriending a God who became flesh, who experienced loss, encountered people with illness, and himself accepted pain, heartbreak, in his own life. Our God knows our pain and sympathizes, and that in itself is something to rejoice about because it means we are not alone. God walks beside us in our pain. Gaudete, rejoice. The Lord is near. In these days, as we look forward to Christmas, the feast of our salvation.